ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور انفسنا ونعوذ به من سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ومن لم يجعل الله له نورا فما له من نور ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد خسر خسرانا مبينا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صل اللهم وسلم وبارك على هذا النبي الأمي الذي علم المتعلمين وبعث الحياة في قلوب الآيسين وأخرج الناس من ظلمات الشرك والجهل إلى نور رب العالمين فجزه يا رب خير ما جزيت نبيا عن أمته ورسولا عن دعوته واحشرنا في زمرته وأوردنا حوضه واسقنا بيده شربة ماء لا نظمأ بعدها أبدا إنك ولي ذلك والقادر عليه Praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We seek his help whomsoever Allah guides will never be led astray and whomsoever Allah leaves astray no one will ever guide him we all bear witness that there is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that Muhammad is his last messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Allah says in the Quran and whoever bears piety to Allah he will make for him a way out and will provide for him from where he doesn't expect and whoever relies upon Allah, then Allah is sufficient for him. And Allah says, and whoever bears piety to Allah, he will make for him of his matter ease. Allahumma ja'alna min al-muttaqeen. Amma ba'd, ayuhal ahbab, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Fi hadha al-shahr al-mubarak, shahr rabi'in al-awwal, min al-aam 1444 min al-hijrat al-nabawiyyat al-mubarakah. في مثل هذا الشهر ولد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وفي مثل هذا الشهر هاجر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من مكة إلى المدينة وفي مثل هذا الشهر صعدت روحه الطاهرة الطيبة إلى الخالق سبحانه وتعالى كلها الأحداث العظام أقدر الله لها أن تحدث في هذا الشهر الكريم شهر ربيع الأول فبعيدا عن الخلافات الفقهية هل يجوز أن نحتفل أم لا يجوز هذا أمر ليس مقامه الآن ولكن هل نحتفل بميلاده في شهر توفي فيه أم نحتفل بهجرته في شهر ولد فيه أم نحتفي بسيرته من أولها إلى آخرها في هذا الشهر الكريم وهذا هو الأفضل والأرجح أن تكون سيرته بعيدة عن احتفال بأشكال معينة ولكن أن تكون سيرته في هذا الشهر هي ما نتحدث فيه وعنه وبه وحوله سيرة المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم So as I just said in ربيع الأول this hijri month the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was born in this month as well he migrated from مكة to مدينة in ربيع الأول and he died and his soul departed this life to Allah سبحانه وتعالى also in ربيع الأول all these big events in our history, in our lives, it's not just his life, it's also our lives. We are very connected to him. And this is the topic of this khutbah. All these big events happened in the same month. 
So we are not just celebrating his birth. We are also we are doing something beyond this. We are studying his life, trying to understand or get closer to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَاسْمَعُوا لِقَوْلِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى فِي سُورَةِ التَّوْبَةِ لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah At-Tawbah, There has certainly come to you a messenger from among yourselves. وَلَمْ يَقُلْ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْكُمْ مَا الْفَارِقَ بَيْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَمِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ What is the difference between if Allah said, There certainly has come to you a messenger from among you. What is the difference between this and if he said, and what he actually said, from among yourselves? Why did Allah mention the word self in this ayah? إذا نظرت من بعيد تظن أن الأمر واحد منكم من أنفسكم ليس بشيء مختلف ولكن حقيقة الأمر أن منكم ليس لها أي علاقة من أنفسكم هذا أمر وهذا أمر آخر فالعلماء يقولون هنا لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم من أرواحكم مما تتنفسون به كأن روحه التصقت بروح كل رجل من أمته وكأنك حينما تصلي عليه في اللحظة والتو يصل سلامك وصلاتك إليه صلى الله عليه وسلم حيث هو ويرد عليك السلام من أنفسكم وليس رجلا من السماء وليس رجلا من عالم آخر ولكنه منكم ومن أنفسكم يحزن كحزنكم ويغضب كغضبكم ويفرح كفرحكم ويصيبه الغم كما يصيبكم وتضيق عليه الأرض بما رحبت كما تضيق عليكم ويصيبه من الشدة التفكير أن يصاب بحال من الأسى على أمتها والأسى من الكفر كما يصيبكم فهو من أنفسكم مثله مثلكم صلى الله عليه وسلم إلا أنه كبشر كان أكمل البشر صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم So the scholars here say Allah said a messenger from among yourselves Because he wants to tell us that the Prophet's self is connected to yourself. The Prophet's soul and spirit is connected to yours. You are not something different from him. You are not apart from the Prophet ﷺ. You are continuing his message. He left this dunya and he departed this life and he left you behind him. He stopped delivering the message by himself, but he left yourselves to deliver his message and convey it to people after his departure صلى الله عليه وسلم فترى الرسول وهذا يعني هو عنوان الخطبة رسول من أنفسكم رسول منكم يحزن كحزنكم دعنا نرجع خطوات إلى الوراء قليلا في أواخر أو منتصف القرن الثاني الهجري ظهر بعض الغلاه مثل الحلاج وغيره الذين يظنون أو بدأوا يقتنعون بأن حب الله هو هو في ذات حب الرسول وتعبدهم لله هو هو في ذاته ما يقدمونه من قرب للرسول حتى اقتربوا أن يضعوا الرسول كما وضعت النصارى عيسى عليه السلام في مقام قريب من مقام الألوهية ولو كان الأمر كذلك كان من الممكن أن يريده الله كذلك ولكنه أراد الله أمرا آخر الرسول بشر وكونه بشرا هو ما يجعله مقدسا في قلوبنا لو كان ملكا من السماء لو كان أمرا غير بشري لما أصبحت له هذه المكانة في قلوبنا وإليكم بعض التفصيل سأضرب عدة أمثلة حتى أوضح هذا الأمر أن بشريته هي ما يدفعنا إلى حبه صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم as a human He wasn't an angel 
He wasn't someone who came from outside, from nowhere. He belonged to us. He was part of our nature. He had the same nature as us. He used to be angry as we get angry sometimes. He would be happy as we get happy sometimes. He loves and hates as we do. He becomes very happy or becomes very sad as we do as well. And this is the connection between us and the Prophet ﷺ, that he is one of us. And we can, not easily, but we can follow his way and follow his steps وسلم, حينما عاد وتأمل هذا المشهد صعد إلى غار حراء كعادته يتحنث يتعبد يطلو ما يذكره بربه يتأمل في السماوات وفي الأرض وتعرفون أن غار حراء من فوهة الغار ترى الكعبة أمامك قديما ليس بعد فيجلس ينظر إلى الكعبة وينظر في السماء وينظر في الأرض وهو في حيرة من أمره ما الأمر؟ لماذا خلقت؟ لماذا أنا هنا؟ أليس كل واحد منا أصابه مثل ما أصاب الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم؟ ماذا أفعل هنا؟ غير أنه أعطانا الإجابة وهو لم يجد من يعطيه إجابة حتى أتاه الله بها فلما نزل جبريل عليه هبط من الغار جريا حتى دخل بيته وقال دثروني دثروني ثم قال كلمة قال للسيدة خديجة لقد خشيت على نفسي فقامت إليه فغطأته ودثرته ودفأته واحتوته كزوجة ثم قالت كلا والله لا يخزيك الله أبدا هل هذا إلا مشهد بشري وهل هذا لا يزيدك إلا حبا فيه صلى الله عليه وسلم When you look at the Prophet when he used to go to غار حراء the cave of حراء and he would worship Allah for days before he becomes a Prophet and he would spend times many long days just looking at the sky and trying to understand why am I here? What is the purpose of this life? Why are these people doing what they are doing, worshiping idols? What is the point of this whole thing that we are suffering, all of us? And when Jibreel came to him, the Prophet ﷺ got so scared, as you get scared sometimes. He's a human. And when he got so scared, he ran, escaped from this. Imagine like Jibreel came to you and talked to you, if we are thinking now, I would be very happy to talk to Jibreel. Like, this is something amazing. doesn't happen every day. This is how we would be thinking. But the Prophet ﷺ couldn't handle the situation because he is just a human, وسلم, the perfect human. And he escaped this scene and went to his wife Khadija. And he said this to her. He said, I was afraid. I was just afraid. I got so scared of what happened. And she, like we can say this, by the way, some scholars say it, that she believed in him before he even believed in himself. He didn't understand what is going on. Like he didn't know yet that he is a messenger. But she believed that he is a messenger. And she said, Wallahi, I swear by Allah, Allah will never let you down. Not you. Anyone else could be, yeah, could fear for himself. But you, Muhammad, my husband, the one that I chose over all these men around me. No way. Allah will never let you down. في هذا المشهد. ترى بشريته في كمالها يخاف مثل ما يخاف الناس ولكنه يخاف بأدبه صلى الله عليه وسلم ويخاف بطريقته صلى الله عليه وسلم ويخاف بهديه الذي أصبح فيما بعد يسمى سنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Another scene You can see him when he would walk through سوق ذي المجاز سوق where like market stores everywhere people selling and buying and that was before, like way before the Hijrah. And he would walk through them and just say repeatedly, 
he would say, Ya ayyuhannas, qulu la ilaha illallah, tuflihu. And people mock him, and he keep walking and looking at them, and people ignore him, and he keep walking and say, Ya ayyuhannas, all people, all, man, all mankind, just say la ilaha illallah, and you succeed in this life and in the next. And his uncle Abu Lahab, walking behind him, throwing stones at his feet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, until it bleeds, and he doesn't stop. And then when he goes back to his wife, he says something like, I'm done. I'm done. This is too much. People are not believing in me. And then he leaves Mecca and goes to Ta'if and try to talk to people there. And when they kick him out, وسلم, I don't like even to say this word, but this is what happened. What did he tell them? He says, He said to them, please, Keep this secret. Don't tell anyone that I came to you. Can you imagine? The Prophet ﷺ would feel this kind of feeling. Lonely. He's just alone. And when he comes down, they, when he leaves at Ta'if, they send the young, like the kids, after him to again throw stones at him. And he was 50 years old, running from little kids, stoning him. Until he really runs away, escapes from, it hurts. Like they are stoning him. And he could, Allah could have lifted him up and just like in the air and shows them some miracle. But Allah didn't do that. Why? To tell us he is a human, a perfect one. He's just like you. And you can easily, not easily, but you can follow him. It's not hard. And when he goes after this horrible situation and he ran escaping from them and he went under the shade of a tree, the angel of the mountains came to him and said, if you order me, if you command, give the, uh, the order, I can put down these two mountains on top of them and kill all of them immediately. And the Prophet ﷺ would say, no, 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 no. Maybe one of their descendants would believe in me later on. So, Rasulun min anfusikum. Rasulun min anfusikum. Yushbihukum. Yakhafu takhafun. Walakin iqtadi bihi fi يحب مثل ما تحبون ولكن اقتدي به في حبه يكره مثل ما تكرهون ولكن اقتدي به في كرهه يحزن مثل ما تحزنون ولكن اقتدي به في حزنه تأمل هذا المشهد Look at the Prophet وسلم, when he went to visit his mother's grave she died when he was six years old وسلم, and he had some of his companions with him they stood at the grave and he kept raising his hand, asking Allah permission to make dua for his own mother. Then Allah said, no. Allah, the most merciful, don't think otherwise, the most merciful said no to set rules for Muslims in this life. But for the next life, Allah could forgive her whatever he wants to do. But for this life, he is setting rules. So no, don't make duas for non-Muslims. That's it. Your own mother, don't make dua for her. And then it was too hard for him. But he, with this grief in his heart, he obeyed Allah fully with no negotiation or debates or any back and forth. Allah said no. Then he just started to weep. And he kept crying until his companions cried from just seeing him crying. And he kept weeping like he is remembering when he, you know what happened when, how she died. Umm al-Nabi Mecca. She lived in Mecca. And her husband, the father of the Prophet ﷺ died in Medina. Then she traveled, she took Muhammad, a six years old boy, 
with her maid, and she traveled to Medina to visit her husband's grave. And after this, she got so sick, so she decided to go back to Mecca. And in the middle of the distance between Mecca and Medina, in the middle of the desert, in nowhere, only her, her maid, and Muhammad, وسلم, the six-years-old boy, she died. And after like 50 years from that time, he comes and recognizes her grave. And with all the feelings in his heart as an orphan, as someone who lost his mother when he was six years old, as someone who hasn't had any time to spend with her when he was a child, he was just, he lived in the desert, he came, lived with her for two years, then she died, she passed away. With all these feelings, and imagine his heart is the most kind heart, the kindest heart on earth. And he saw his mother's grave, and all what he wanted is, Ya Allah, let me ask forgiveness for my mom. And yet Allah said no. The most merciful of Rahman Rahim said no. This is a rule. Applies to you and to everyone else. The Prophet ﷺ immediately accepted Allah's decree. Accepted Allah's commands. That's it. That's why I said, he used to get sad or feel like these kind of feelings, as we do. But we should follow him in this way. Whatever Allah says, even if I am feeling very horrible, that's not an excuse to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he wept and all his companions also cried with him. Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Al-Hadith yatul, sallu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ala ashabih, alladheena jami'an ballagu al-risala wa addu al-amana, wadu Allah ta'ala an yaghfira lana wa an yulhiqana bihim fi al-salihin, istaghfirullah. Alhamdulillah. والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن ولاه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم As I said, like we could take more than hours to talk about the Prophet just to cover one side or one topic of his life that he was just a human, a perfect one. One of the scholars, uh, actually one of my teacher's scholars, he taught me this. He said, Whenever I see, and please, this is something very beautiful and you can apply it immediately in your life. He said, whenever I see someone very kind and I get so attracted to his personality because of his kindness, I always tell to myself, How about the Prophet? If I loved this man because of his kindness, how about the Prophet? When I see someone very humble and he is known that he is very humble and it's something very attracting about him that he is so humble, I tell myself, what about the Prophet ﷺ? When I see someone very generous and he gives with no counting, like just giving and giving to anyone, asks him anything, just give him whatever he has, I would tell myself, what about the Prophet ﷺ? When I see an amazing father whose kids like so amazed by him and so proud of him and he is so nice to them, I tell myself, what about the Prophet ﷺ? أم لنبي كان إيه؟ لما أرى إنسان في غاية العذوبة في الكلام لا يخرج منه عيب لا تخرج من من فمه كلمة مسيئة ودائما مبتسم أقول في نفسي أم لنبي كان إيه؟ لما أرى إنسان مع زوجته غاية في اللطف والأدب والحب ويظهر حبه لها أمام الناس ولا يتحرج من ذلك أقول في نفسي أم لنبي كان إيه؟ لما أرى إنسان يأتي للصلوات في جماعة ويصلي في الصف الأول وترى الخشوع في سمته وهيئته وترى حينما يقرأ القرآن وتشعر كأن القرآن يتنزل عليه في التو واللحظة أقول في نفسي أم للنبي كان إيه صلى الله عليه وسلم 
وكل هذا الجمال الذي تراه متفرقا حولك اجتمع في شخصه فكيف لا يتقاتل اصحابه على ماء وضوئه ايهم ياخذه اولا حتى يشربه كانوا يتقاتلون على ماء وضوئه وعلى نخامته وعلى عرقه احد الصحابيات الجليلات نام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في بيتها يوما ام انس بن مالك على ما اذكر فاستيقظ من شيء عجيب كانت تفعله كانت تاخذ شيئا مثل المشط ثم تجمع حبات العرق في كوب فاستيقظ النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وقال ما تفعلين قالت عرقك يا رسول الله يعني تعرق هكذا ويترك عرقك يعني في المكان لا انا اولى بعرقك يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يحبوا هذا الحب فقط لانه رسول ابدا لم يحبوا هذا الحب لانه صاحب رساله ابدا ولو كنت فضا غليظ القلب ومعك الرساله ومعك الوحي ومعك جبريل لانفضوا من حولك ولكن انسانيته وبشريته وحقيقه شخصياته التي هي كلها نور من الله سبحانه وتعالى نكتفي بهذا القدر ان شاء الله يعني للحديث بقيه اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واعف عنا واكرم نزلنا ووسع مدخلنا واغسلنا بالماء والثلج والبرد وصل يا رب وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد اللهم جزيه عنا خير ما جزيت نبيا عن امته اللهم احينا على سنته وامتنا على ملته واوردنا حوضه واحشرنا في زمرته واسقنا بيده الكريمه شربه ماء لا نظما بعدها ابدا اللهم ارفع درجتنا في عليين اللهم ارض رسولنا عنا اللهم ارض رسولنا عنا اللهم ارضينا بالله ربا وبالاسلام دينا وبمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نبيا ورسولا اللهم اغفر لحينا وميتنا وحاضرنا وغائبنا وذكرنا وانثانا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا انك انت الغفور الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد واقم الصلاه